Do you like fantasy football drafts? If you do, you're going to love hearing about this podcast. What's up, everyone? My name is Sam, and welcome to my podcast, Sounds Like Sam. Today, we hear from fellow fantasy football enthusiast Max Palmer about how he did in his fantasy football draft, who he picked round by round, and what his draft strategy was for this 10-team standard league draft. With that said, let's welcome my co-host of the day to the show. Hey, Max, how's it going? Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me on the pod again. I'm excited to talk about our uh, my draft here. Let's get into it. Um... Tell me about your draft strategy for this 10-team standard league draft. Yeah, so I've, I've had a, a similar strategy throughout all my drafts. Um, I really try to try to pound the running backs in the early rounds um, just because there's such a huge drop-off um, in, in the, the top quality backs. Um, and then uh, the receiver position is, is so deep, so I think... There's there's a few guys that I'll explain a little bit um, that I really love in the in the round six through ten range, um, and then uh, you know I'm a I'm a strong proponent for um, for late round quarterback drafting. Um, so I always I always wait. Um, I'm always usually the the last person to draft a quarterback just because it's the least most important position in, in fantasy besides I guess k- kicker and, and defense. And same with tight end um, because you only start one of them. That's good to know. Thank you for uh, just clarifying what your draft strategy was. Let's get into the first round. You were the sixth pick your team is the Brady Bunch tell me just what what were you thinking for this round yeah so I was, I was actually really stoked um that I got pick number six I, it, it's a spot I really love this year so the guy I took um was Clyde Edwards Elaire so somebody that I'm really really excited about this year um actually interestingly enough in another draft I had the number three overall pick uh in a standard 10 team league and I also took Clyde Edwards Elaire. So I, I took I actually decided to take him ahead of Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara, which is kind of crazy, and it might it might totally come up to, to to backfire on me. It is a little bit riskier, but um, I think if if we're shooting for upside here, um, he clearly has all that upside in in the Andy Reid offense. And again, they put a lot of draft capital into him uh, with a first round pick, so they they're intending to use this guy a lot. And um, obviously, it's it's the best offense in in the league and um so he's a player that i'm just i'm so excited about and um yeah and and at six you can get him um, that's why i like going uh, drafting in that five through eight round range because you can get him there um and then you can come back in the second round and have an early pick um which i love well once i saw where you were picking six i was like i bet any money max is going for clyde or zeller if there was a guy who whose upside was huge enough it was Clyde Edwards Alaire so I also do really like that pick to the second round uh what were you feeling uh here yeah so second round I was picking um number 15 overall um and again I'm 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 stressing taking two running backs to start there's there's a huge drop off in in the quality of backs after these first two rounds um so the guys I like here in this range are Joe Mixon and and Miles Sanders and then I, I like Kenyon Drake as well both Joe Mixon and Sanders happened to fall to me and so I was choosing between between both of them now that Mixon got his deal um I mean I love Joe Mixon this year and I'm really excited I think he's gonna easy 20 touches at least a game and and this offense should be better i mean it can't be any worse right i'm excited about him excited about miles Sanders as well uh, i don't think you can go can go wrong with either of those picks um i end up just going with with mix in sanders has a little bit of a 
uh, an injury issue right now, but I, I don't think it's going to um, really matter come week one. And then and then I Kenyon Drake was was my kind of third option. I, I saw you got him at 21, which is just a steal at 21. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I did like that pick. I also drafted Mixon. Um, surprisingly, in another draft, he slipped to the third round, which I thought was a huge steal. I think I had like the... We had the 10th pick or something like that. It was a huge steal. Uh, I'm very excited for Joe Mixon's offense this year. I thought that was a great pick. Kenyon Drake, steal on my part. So, um, Moving on to the third, uh, how'd you feel about this round? Good, Sam. Um, so this round, so I was actually coming back um, at the end of the draft. I was kind of, well, I, I was regretting not taking George Kittle, but now I'm looking at the board and George Kittle wasn't actually there for me. Um, for some reason, I thought he was, but I ended up taking Adam Thielen um, and uh, I'm super excited about him. So he, he's easily going to catch 100 balls this year, right? Going to have probably 150 targets um, just because of the departure of of digs and then um they're gonna throw more this year um uh in minnesota and so yeah he, he's gonna get an easy 150 targets and be, and be a really solid um wide receiver one for me um another guy that i kind of liked in this range was uh dj moore who ended up going in the fourth round he's a guy I like um also and then um you know alan robinson is a decent pick as well but i i think uh Adam Thielen could potentially lead the league in targets, so I'm excited about him. So let's go to the fourth round. You were the 35th pick with a rookie. How do you feel about that? Yeah, this is another rookie running back um, that I'm taking in pretty much every draft as well. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about Jonathan Taylor. Ran for over 6,000 yards in college. Um, you know, 230 pounds, ran a 4-3, just an absolute beast behind the, the best offensive line in football. So um, I'm not too worried about Marlon Mack at all. Um, I think a guy of this talent, they, they took him, you know, with a, with a high round pick, right? A, a, a high second round pick. Um, so they, they're they're going to give him the ball, um, and I think you know Marlon Mack will will get his fair share carries early on in the year. But I think they're going to realize quickly that you know Taylor Jonathan Taylor um, deserves the the lion's share of, of the carries. But definitely by midseason and and probably um, a few weeks in, you know he's going to get 15 plus touches a game, and and he can catch the ball as well. He's not a, he's not a terrible pass catcher. If you look at the the Colts schedule, it's it's incredibly easy. Um, week one, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have basically already given up on the season, so trying to tackle this this 230-pound monster is is going to be tough all year. So mm-hmm. he's a guy who I'm I'm you know really happy at at my flex. Round five, I did really like this pick you had, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, how do you how do you feel about him? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I took James Connor at 46 overall. Um, so he's he's actually you know on my bench because I drafted the, uh, the three out of my four, top four picks for running backs. So so James Connor's the the first player on my bench, and um, you know I I always stress stress having um, a, a high quality back on your bench. Um, so again, four out of my first five picks we're, we're running backs um, just because it's it's the most important position in 
in fantasy. So, um, and James Conner's a guy, you know, obviously injured last year. Offense was terrible last year without Ben. And so he, he's due for, for a huge bounce back year. Oh, this whole offense in general is, is going to be much, much better. And there's another guy I, I love in this offense that I'll talk about a little later. But James Conner, you know, is the bell cow in this. I'm not worried about Benny Snell at all. I'm, I'm you know, I expect Conner to get to get 18 touches a game and 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 have a great bounce back year and especially as as my RB4 I think it's uh, just an incredible option off the bench when bye weeks come or, or injuries come because injuries do come with running backs um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm he, he's another one of my basically after the first two rounds there's three backs that I'm I'm focusing on in the rounds four through six range that's Jonathan Taylor, Chris Carson, and and James Conner. So I'm trying to get you know one, if not two, of those guys. Moving on to the sixth round, what do you have for us here? Yeah, so round six, picking um, number 55 overall. Um, did not expect this this player to to fall to me here. Um, and so so Terry McLaurin, uh, wide receiver, Washington Redskins, uh, had an incredible year as a rookie. Um, really the only threat in that offense um, last year and and this year uh, there's another guy I'm really excited about in this offense but Terry McLaurin is the main the main target here in in this offense and another player that easily could get 150 targets right so because there's no one else here and and because he's really talented and and this is another offense that they really can't be worse than last year, right? Mm-hmm. Not not saying they're going to be top half of the league offense, but they can't be worse than last year. And volume is everything in fantasy football. So yeah, as a, as a wide receiver too, I'm I'm so stoked about um, Terry McLaurin. I, I was thinking about DK Metcalf. It was gone mm-hmm. at this point because I really like Tyler Lock. I think your dad took him. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I like DK Metcalf um, a lot as well. But I decided to go with McLaurin. Cooper Cup was taken right after him. Do you not like him? Yeah, so I, I like Cooper. I mean, Cooper's been great to start his career. So last year, towards the end of the year, um, the 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 Rams transitioned to 12 personnel. So one running back, two tight ends. And once they did this, um, Cooper Cup kind of found his way out of the off the field. Um, and they, they rolled with Robert Woods and Higby Everett and then um, of course, a running back. So I'm a little bit worried. You know, is are they going to stick with 12 personnel again? And um, you know, that if if so, then that doesn't look too good for Cup. Um, obviously, Cup has the touchdown upside. He he's been you know scoring touchdowns since he came into the league. Something that Robert Woods hasn't been doing. Um, but I do like Robert Woods is, again because he's going to get a ton of targets. Um, so I, it's not that I I dislike Cup at all. Um, I'm just basically volume wise, I I think. Terry McLaurin kind of wins over between those two. I think we've already talked about this in the previous episode, but it looks like you got your round seven target. Who who was this and why'd you pick him? Yeah, Sam, this is this is like probably my favorite guy this year. I, I'm just I'm all in on on this player. So Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, um, wide receiver one on the the Baltimore Ravens. So um, this is a guy another another rookie wide receiver rookie last year who. You know, exploded onto the scene week one. Um, was actually dealing with a with a Liz Frank foot injury all year, and so wasn't was never entirely healthy, um, but still was able to put up seven touchdowns um, and, and 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 I don't know how many yards, but a, a good amount. And coming into his second year, he's fully healthy. He put on apparently. 
10, 20 pounds of muscle. And this is a small guy, you know, so he, he's going to be just, just that much better. I think he's the closest thing to Tyreek Hill in this league. Um, and so, and, and again, he's a wide receiver. One should see an easy 20% target share in this offense and is due for a breakout year, in my opinion. So second year and third year is a, is a common year for wide receivers to break out. And this is one of my favorite second year wide receivers, or is probably my favorite to target. So I'm really excited about Marquise Brown. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he has so much upside this year, especially uh, with Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to throw more this year and Marquise is going to be a big target for him, or I guess He's small in stature, but you, you get what I mean. All right, uh, round eight. Uh, so what were you thinking here? Yeah, another another high upside wide receiver, right? So this one's, in fact, high risk, high reward, right? Because we've seen Will Fuller. Um, so so 70, 75 overall, round eight. We've all, we obviously know his injury history. Um, we know he really hasn't played a full season. He's a guy who, you know, let's, let's play what ifs here, right? What if he plays all 16? I mean, possibly leading the lead in, in, in yards, which would be crazy. Probably not going to happen. But again, without DeAndre Hopkins, you know, so there's a, just a 26% target share in this offense up for grabs. And they brought in Brandon Cooks. They brought in Kenny Stills. But, but he is the number one in this offense. And he is the only one out of those three that has rapport with, with Deshaun Watson. And he is healthy. Again, that's a big if. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know. In the in the eighth round here, the the opportunity cost is is way down, and you know why not why not shoot for upside here? I actually picked him in another league. You know, I also heard that he switched up with his trainer a better running style, so hopefully he it will be be a little bit more preventive of him getting an injury. Obviously, there is still risk, but I do really like that pick. Moving on to round nine, who do you have here? Yeah, Sam. So. So this is a this is a funny one because when I was picking in round eight, I was debating between Will Fuller and this guy I got in round nine, and then I looked at the board and I saw that you you know you were with that back to back that one in that twenty pick, so you're picking back to back in round eight and round nine, and I I thought about you. I'm like, oh, there's no way this guy's gonna last to me here. So Deontay Johnson. Pittsburgh Steelers, your guy. You ended up not taking. I was blown away that you didn't take him, and so I, I mean, I had to take him here, and I, and I really wanted him to fall to me. So, uh, this is another second-year player. Um, led the led all rookies last year in in receptions and yards, I think, um, and and that was with Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph, right? So he gets Big Ben back this year. Um, <laughs> And, and again, this offense is going to be better. Um, it, I mean, how can it not, right? It can't get worse. And, and when you bring ben, Big Ben back, I mean, it's going to be a good offense. They, they've got playmakers. And I wouldn't be surprised if Deontay Johnson leads this team, right? Juju's there. And Juju's going three, four, actually four rounds, four or five rounds ahead of him. Mm -hmm. And the value here is all in Deontay Johnson. So I'm, I'm staying away from Juju that high, and I'm taking Deontay Johnson in every draft this low um, because I think he has a chance to, to lead this team in, in receptions and yards. Um, so this is another second-year guy who I think is going to break out and I'm really excited about. Yeah, this is a hard-fought debate for me. I'm, I mean, now that you're just rubbing it in my face, it's really hard for me to, to say that I made a good decision 
I, I think what, what I was thinking at this point, I had the 80th pick in the 81st. I needed, uh, I wanted the fourth running back. I thought J.K. Dobbins, like, I, I know he's got, a, they really like him in, on the Ravens. Uh, I think he does have a really good chance to do well. For my 81st pick, I had Michael Gallup. Uh, this was really the hard-fought moment where I was like, who am I going with? Should I take Deontay Johnson right here? Should I take Michael Gallup? I think it was just the fact that I wanted to stack my uh, receiver with my quarterback. I I got Dak uh, Prescott, I think, round 7 or something, um, which is an early pick for a quarterback, but I guess it's something i just been doing. But I, it was highly debated in my, in my time on this draft the good news is I did draft Deontay in another league so at least I have him and I, I do agree with you I think he has huge upside uh with the Steelers and apparently during training camp he has been one of the better wide receivers made great chemistry already with Big Ben so it'll be fun to watch him this year I'm sad that I don't get to watch him on my team French Toast House but just gonna have to forget about it so moving on to round 10, who do you have here? Yeah, so round 10, pick 95. Uh, I took another wide receiver, uh, Debo Samuel, wide receiver on the San Francisco 49ers. He's had that that, that injury that, um, I forget what injury it is, but I think it's a, a, a foot issue yeah. that he's been dealing with this offseason and into the season, but he actually just just got off the NFI list um and um and so there's a chance he's he plays week one mm-hmm. um which for a guy going in round 10 i mean the reason he's going in round 10 is, is be solely because of this injury he would be going probably honestly probably five or probably three to five rounds earlier um if it weren't for this injury but i mean if he plays round one this is an absolute or sorry week one this is an absolute steal and again this is an offense Kind of like the Ravens, like you said, they're going to pass more mm-hmm. in 2020 than they did in 2019, um, just because they're gonna, there's going to be regression towards the mean um, in that in that pass rush ratio because they ran so much last year, mm-hmm. and um, and he's the number one wide receiver in this offense, mm-hmm. and you know there's Kittle there that's going to get a ton of of work, but but in that Debo Debo is is and he's a tough guy, yeah. he, you know he's a beast across the middle. He doesn't care at all um, about going across the middle and. Kyle Shanahan loves him too, um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really excited as my wide receiver five. Um, this is, uh, I think, a steal here. So um, I, I had to take him. The quarterbacks were going here, tight ends were going here, heck, even a even a kicker um, was going here. So, uh, but I, I I stuck tried and true to my strategy of of waiting and getting the value where it is. And so you know I'm, I. Waited on a on a tight end and quarterback and, and had to go with Debo here. Or I do really like this pick of Debo Samuel. Uh, he is the, totally the wide receiver one on the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, George Kittle is really the main go-to guy on the team. But other than that, it's, it's totally Debo. And I, I do really like this pick in round 10. All right, moving on to round 11. Who do you got here? Yeah, Sam, this is another rookie running back that I'm really, really excited about. I have him in, in two le- two of my three leagues so far. Um, and before this week, you could get him really late. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, our draft happened just after, um, just after the Adrian Peterson cut. Mm-hmm. 
And so the pick is Antonio Gibson, um, 106, 11th round. Um, he's a r- rookie running back um, out of Memphis on the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a do-it-all player. Um, people kind of compared him to a little bit to David Johnson, um, size-wise, 230 pounds, also ran a 4-3. So actually... You know, somewhat similar to, or I think he was like 228, somewhat similar to, to Jonathan Taylor in athletic free. Didn't get a lot of touches at Memphis. Um, really didn't have um, a ton of production, but really um, flashed the traits that the NFL, and they, and they spent a third round pick on him. So that's that's one of the things I always look for is is what does a what do do these NFL teams invest in these players? Um, if they invest a high pick, they intend to use that player. Um, so, you know, a, a third round pick is, 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 it's a lot of draft capital. Um, and when a team gives up that draft capital for a player, they really intend to use him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of the, the ways you can kind of sniff out breakout running backs late in these drafts and breakout rookies in particular is, and, and especially at the running back position where you can break out easily um, coming into the NFL. Um, wide receiver takes usually a couple years, um, but but this is a guy who, who is in an offense that, again, should be better and, and, and then, again, doesn't have a, a true workhorse back. So J.D. McKissick is one, mm-hmm. and then uh, Bryce Love is the other. So two, oh. so two just, just unproven guys. They just cut AP. Um, so I, I think there's a chance Antonio Gibson gets 15 touches a game. I mean, I, I really do. And again, this draft took place right after the AP cut. So so he hadn't, Antonio Gibson hadn't moved up in the rankings yet. But I believe now, I think he's going, what, top six rounds? Top seven? Yeah, something crazy. Right? So, and I got him in the 11th. I think it's a crazy steal. And I, I was I was sitting here. I was like, okay, I, I need a, t- a tight end. Uh, I need a quarterback. But I can't pass Antonio Gibson up. And and and, and so, th- this was an easy pick for me. And I'm really excited about him as well. Uh, this was a really good pick. If you looked at the fantasy football projections for the year, <laughs> with the running backs that he was going with at this round... He was going like 160, where everybody else around him was around like 116. So obviously they had just put in the information that he was going to be a better asset with really their main guy gone, Adrian Peterson. He didn't skyrocket yet in the draft, but he was about to, and this was a really great steal for you. Moving along to round 12. Who do you have here? Yeah, so this is interesting part of the draft. So, you know, here my bench is filled, right? So, so the only people I can take are are, are tight ends and quarterbacks, because um, I I always wait for for kicker and defense for last. Um, and so I was looking at the, the the quarterbacks and and tight ends. I knew I could wait on tight end one more round because. There's really four four tight ends that I'm kind of focusing on this year. I'm trying to get two of them actually um, in each draft. This one I only got uh, one, but I'll, I'll I'll talk about that next round. So so quarterbacks here, I actually took Tom Brady, um, which is a guy I'm not not really taking, not really targeting in drafts this year. But um, I, I I looked at the board and I mean, you know, th- this is the best weapons Tom's probably ever had. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Arians loves to throw. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see if, if you know, the a, a 43-year-old body can can throw these deep balls. And, and you know, but Tom's always proved us wrong, right? Mm-hmm. He's always proved everyone wrong. And uh, and there's no reason he's not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And so, 
and again, it quarterback position, um, especially in a 10 team league, it's just, it's really not that important. Um, because there's always, there's always options on the waiver wire. Um, it's such an easy position to stream. And, um, and that's what I plan to do all year. Um, and, to, to I tried to just stack the rest of my roster so that I can stream quarterback, maybe stream tight end. And, and I think, you know, th- th- I think that's optimal. So, um, so yeah, not really a guy I'm, I'm targeting a lot, but uh, but I, he's Tom Brady, so I'm excited. <laughs> I thought this pick also fit well with your name, Brady Bunch, <laughs> yeah. so I thought it just worked out perfectly for you. So round 13, uh, how are you feeling this round? Yeah, so this is when I went tight end. Um, so I took DJ Hawkinson um, tight end on, on the Lions um, at 126, round 13. Um, so there's, there's, there's four tight ends I'm kind of targeting. I'm trying to get two of them in each draft. Um, but if it, if a draft turns out like this, where I can't turn down a running back or wide receiver, then I just fill my bench with those and, and take one tight end and stream the position if, if TJ Hawkinson doesn't work out. And so the four position, the four tight ends I'm, I'm kind of focusing on are TJ Hawkinson, Chris Herndon, Johnny Smith, and Irv Smith. And Irv Smith actually is is the one you can get for absolute free. He's not being drafted at all, really, in, in especially in ten team leagues. He, he is potentially in for significant volume this year without Diggs and and Gary Kubiak, the offensive coordinator um, there in in Minnesota. Really, really likes using uh, tight ends over over his career. He's he's done well with tight ends. So Irv Smith is actually a guy I'm, I'm really excited about. But I ended up going with T.J. Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is is a guy who I think has the potential to break out. Um, you know, he just needs to get that volume, um, and then I think he definitely will. Um, so hopefully the volume's there for him this year. Johnny Smith and and Chris Herndon are also guys that I think could could break out, and and both in offenses where there's balls to go around. Um, um, so so yeah, those are all kind of guys that I'm excited about and and willing to take late here. Round fourteen. What were you thinking here? Yeah, closing out the the draft with defense and kicker. So, um, I went I went defense. Um, so Colts. Uh, I'm really just taking the Colts because they play the Jacks week one. <laughs> so so defense is another position in fantasy that I just stream. Uh, I don't even think about it. I just stream it. I don't I don't spend a high round pick on on the Steelers or 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 you know whoever. Um, I I stream it based on uh, schedule and based on who they match up who they play so Colts week one got the Jags easy right I don't I don't know if the Jags are going to win two games you know I really honestly I don't know if they'll they'll win one or two games this year this is just uh, an easy team that I'm I'm starting week one yeah it's not a bad pick for uh round 14 going against the Jags easy streaming option I like it uh round 15 last round what do we got here? So to close out the draft, I had to get a kicker. Um, Greg the Leg, Greg Zerline, uh, and the Cowboys, 146 overall. Um, so this offense is going to be good. I mean, the Cowboys are going to be a good football team this year, um, and and especially this offense. I mean, this this offense is stacked, right? Arguably the best the best offensive line in the league. Zeke, right? Dak, and then these three these three awesome receivers that um, really are all extremely talented. And the rookie is probably the most talented of all three. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's just going to get you in when you draft kickers. I just try to get a guy in a good offense because mm-hmm. good offenses visit the side of the field, mm-hmm. <laughs> the other side of the field a lot. 
um, and and the, the red zone a lot. So that's that's just what you want to target um, when you, when you're trying to get a kicker here. So um, and Greg the leg has proven that he can nail 50 yard kicks mm-hmm. and whatnot in the past. Didn't think too much about this one. Just took him. If if it doesn't work out, you know I can stream this position. How would you grade your draft overall? Yeah, Sam, uh, I I love my draft. <laughs> um, it's you know I, I got the guys I wanted right so I I, I focus um, there's there's guys going into the draft that are are, are my guys and that I, I I just target and I um, you know I sometimes I take them around early just just to make sure I get them um, because they are my guys so I give myself a good grade <laughs> I don't know I mean who, who knows I I wish I uh, wish Kittle would have been there um, for me in the third round uh, because if I if I'd have known I'd had this wide receiver depth, um, I could have easily passed up on Thielen um, and, and gotten that that uh, tight end one overall, and and I think my team would have been that much better. But um, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for this team. I'm excited for another year in this league. I think I got third my first year and then second my second year. So I'm hoping this is uh, this is my 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 year. Thank you so much, Max, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, have any other, like, just final thoughts? Um, I'm just excited for football to start. It's been, uh, you know, eight months or so. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me on again, Sam. Thanks again for listening. If you have any questions or comments about this topic, feel free to contact me on my Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram account at Bullseye Fantasy. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my blog. The link is in my Twitter bio. And to rate and share this podcast. Please, please rate and share this podcast. That would be fantastic if you did. Again, those accounts you should follow. At Bullseye Fantasy for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Peace.